this program to bring you a special report. Welcome to South of the A. Like always, this is your host, David Vega. I love when people come up to me specifically to talk about the podcast. It's, it means so much that anyone out there is actually listening. And it just goes to show that as long as one person is listening, then this podcast is all worth it. That said, something that is always brought up is the name of the podcast. People seem to like it, South of the A. It resonates with a lot of people. And honestly, I'm not surprised. Especially if you did sports and you're from South of the A. A lot of times, that's what you were referred as. The people South of the A. And not always in a good light. It was usually derogatory. It was usually to isolate us. And honestly, back then, I didn't notice. We were just the kids south of the eight. Every time I did any sport, you know, we went up north to where the good teams were, the private school teams were. We were just those people south of the eight. It wasn't until my first year as an EMT working in an ambulance that I had a transport out of La Jolla going to a rehab center down in Eastlake. And when we told the family members where we were going, the shock in their face was pretty absurd. And at first I didn't understand if it was because they were going to a rehab facility or because they were going south. And pretty soon they let me know. They told me, and I quote, we don't go south of the eight. It was then that it hit me almost like a wave. South of the eight was always derogatory. But honestly, even then I wasn't offended. Why? Because I knew South of the Eight. I grew up South of the Eight. I loved being South of the Eight. To be honest, the only reason we went North of the Eight was to go to LA or to go to Riverside, not because we really hung out there. I never took it as offensive, not because it wasn't, but because I knew that we were so much more than what they thought we were. And honestly, I was glad that they kept to themselves. I'm glad that they weren't coming down here. But as we all know, that's no longer the case. Pixar made Mexican culture approachable, and now they want to gentrify the hell out of it. So that just goes to show that it doesn't matter what people say or what people think about you. It's about how you embrace your community and those around you that really matters. Racism is real. I'll give you that. But their words won't mean anything as long as you know where you come from and are proud of being part of your community. So in case you were ever wondering... That's why it's called South of the Eight. But now, on to today's topic, protests. A lot of people may be asking, what's the point of protesting? You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Why risk our lives? Why go out there at all? What is the point of disturbing the status quo? And honestly, I understand. I, that's something that I ask myself a lot of times before and that's something that i get asked by my parents all the time but if you ever faced with this question and maybe like me didn't know what to say before here are some of the things that have changed since the start of the 2020 protests four officers are fired and charged for murdering george floyd minneapolis commits to dismantling its police force new york and la pledge to redirect policing funds to social services and community programs Confederate statues topple across the country. The New York Senate votes to repeal 50A, a law that served to shield police misconduct from police scrutiny. Breonna Taylor's case is reopened. That said, the four police officers who murdered her have not yet been charged. 
The NFL and the U.S. soccer team's heads apologized for condemning kneeling as a form of peaceful protest. The New York Garner Anti-Chokehold Act passes in the New York Senate, a bill which makes aggravated strangulation a Class C felony. Ella Jones is elected the first black mayor of Ferguson. NASCAR bans the Confederate flag in all races and events. And I understand, protest isn't the only thing that's pushed for these changes. True, but disturbing the status quo, making our voices heard, and letting people know that we want change is a big part of it. I understand not everybody can be out there, but know that there is power in numbers. And there is no better example of what we can do than the late John Lewis, who passed away July 17th, 2020. He was an American politician and civil rights leader who served in the United States House of Representatives and at the age of 23 was the youngest person to speak at the March at Washington alongside of Martin Luther King. Listen, many of us are very young and it's scary. Of course, we want change. Of course, we want things to be better. But one thing that a lot of us are facing is what can I possibly do? And let me tell you, there's a lot. There's a lot to choose from, and and it doesn't always mean money. I know you want to make a change, and we can. And, and I understand sometimes we're surrounded by people that are pathetic, and they're going to laugh at everything we say and ignore everything we post. But screw them, man. Let them be miserable. Let them be apathetic. Let them be content with how shitty the world is. You and I know that things can be better and will be better. And it is up to us. It sounds like a big fight and it is a big fight. But that's why I ask of you not to give up. Another perfect example of being young and organized. It's today's guest, Gabriela Lopez. She's a local organizer that just recently did an amazing job organizing a protest for the caged kids at the border. It's tragic to even think about but we have to do something about it. They said that we're going to release them July 17th. And as of July 16th, they delayed the release. We have to speak up. We have to make a change. So with that, I hope you guys enjoy today's interview. And please hit me up at, at that dude Vega for any comments, questions, concerns. And I'd love to hear from you guys. I hope this becomes a community where we can share ideas, thoughts, and solutions. So with that, enjoy the episode. Hi, thank you so much for doing this. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself for me? Hi, I'm Gabriela Rojo Lopez. I'm 24. I'm originally from Inglewood, but I lived in Compton until the age of nine. And then I ended up moving to City Heights and I've been here since. I'm also the organizer from the Battle of Kids of Cages that happened on 7-11. As you may have known, that we did collab with Black Lives Matter and we showed a way to unite that, you know, we're not all in this together. So that's basically what I did. That's how people know me. Can you tell me a little bit more about the event that happened on 7-11? So this event, um, I thought, you know, this is my first time doing this by myself. I mean, I don't really do protests. I go to them, but I don't start them. 
And I was just, I had this motive, like I really needed to do it because um, I've been seeing, you know, there's actually families in these cages and COVID is a big thing that's happening right now. And they're being actually sprayed by a harmful chemical. It's called HDQ neutral. And it basically causes severe burns on their skin, everything. They said that they're going to be releasing these people as of today. And they delayed it yesterday. It was announced that it was delayed. So I'm like, this is exactly why I started this protest. And then I actually got a message on, what was it? Instagram. And I was asked if um, there's another protest as well that was going on that same day at the convention center. And they asked us to do it together to show that, you know, we're uniting. And I was like, you know what, that's, that's a good idea. Let's do it. So then next thing you know, we had a big group and it was really nice because it showed that we're not in this, we're all being oppressed and we're not all in this alone. We're all together. Yeah. I feel like that's part of the rhetoric that I hear a lot sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, that's not my fight, right? Like, why would I go out for something that it doesn't concern me, that it doesn't affect me. But, Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like it's, I feel like it's a bad um, position to take because at the end of the day, you know, if we keep fighting each other, we're never going to get anything done. I feel like so. that's what they yeah. want us to do, though. That's exactly what they want us to do. They want to, us to be against each other. But I think we are much stronger together. And that's what it showed this Saturday, that we are much stronger together. Uh, one thing I def- I'm super curious to ask is what is the logistics of getting something like that together? Because I feel like someone, let's say, with a, like thousands of followers could just blast a, a, a picture or or whatever it may be, and get something like that done. But I feel like it takes way more than that, right? Can you tell me a little bit of the, about the logistics of organizing a protest like that? Yeah, so actually, um, I think what made it, I, I don't have a lot of followers. Um, I just barely hit a 1,000 that day. And I, what I did is I reached out to people like, hey, can you help me? And then I went to Barrio Logan. My dad owns a business there. So we ended up giving flyers out there and I made more friends and people were just like, they're very passionate about this. I think that's what it is. People are very passionate. They see kids and they're just like, that could be, that's our kids. Like it's not directly mine, but that's kids. You know, those are human beings. And we see those videos of them being separated. We see videos that actually they're being in court and they're just by themselves. They don't even know the language and they're fighting for themselves. It's really, it's also emotional. I think that's why as well. And you don't have to be affected by it, but it's it's human beings. That's basically what it is. I'm not personally affected by it, but I am like mentally. Like I, I need to do something, especially as a Latinx woman. I need to. Yeah, no, I completely agree. This is definitely a touchy subject. And mm-hmm. I feel like most of the, and I say most because uh, even though I don't agree with some protests, I definitely respect the fact that people are voicing their opinions. Say like the don't wear the face masks protest. You know what I mean? <laughs> I definitely don't agree with that movement, you know, but I can't be hypocritical and say you can't do that even though I choose to support BLM or mm-hmm. DACA students or kids in cages or whatever it is. So I feel like uh, protests do have a lot of power and um, people just don't seem to understand what it's really about. Can you tell me a little bit about what happens at a protest for those that maybe haven't been a, been a part of it? Well, um, this protest, what we did is we brought everyone together. They could be whatever race, whatever they want to be, just come together. And we all share that very emotional time together. What we did in my protest was we um, all lined up like in a circle. What we did is we had a bunch of people go over to like over us and we had audio play. And it was a little girl and she was crying. She was screaming for her dad and her mom. 
and you know she's being separated and she's like I want my mom I want my mom and you know like I cried like that hurt me because who who doesn't like when you're being separated as a kid I mean that's very that's mentally traumatizing that's very traumatizing in every single way and um, one of my organizers as well well he actually helped me with the audio he brought up a really good point what George Floyd he brought up he called for his mom and this little girl's calling for her mom it's thing is that we're both being oppressed and we need to work together because that's what the system doesn't want us to do they don't want us to work together and basically we all shared that emotion together though we all we all felt and then we felt like we needed to march we need to get our voices out there and then we're marching through the streets and we see like people eating their eating their food at the restaurants and we're just marching for human rights it's, it's kind of like it's kind of funny because you see people not caring or eating at the restaurants and then we're here we are in the middle of the streets thousands of people just marching and then it's just we're here screaming the top of our lungs like what no more kids in cages and then there's kids in the sides just eating it's it's just crazy to me it's just that we basically all it's very emotional and that's it this one actually a lot of people have actually told me this was very emotional this is the emotional one out of all the posts that they've been to so I think that's what it was it's just we all kind of just get together and just tell how we feel yeah I feel like it comes down to having a a common goal right um, a lot of people will say, though, they try to demonize protests um, for whatever it may be, maybe whether it's having an agenda or being afraid of a mob, uh, especially when media can sometimes portray things as negative, whether it's only showing the riots, right, the looting or all the negative parts that do come from protest. I will say protests aren't meant to be riots and loots uh, or to be able to loot, but they do happen. It is definitely important to protest and make your voice heard, especially in a democracy where we keep being told that we do matter, right? We are told that our vote matters and that our voice matters. So why is it that every time we try to use it, it, it seems to be pushed back? It, it seems like a pretty pretty bad rhetoric, especially when uh, the more we grow up and the more we find out that maybe certain systems aren't meant to help us. They're just meant to mm-hmm. keep us happy for as long as possible until we can ignore what the problems really are. So with that, um, can you tell me in your own words, why is it important to you to protest? What is it that you think you accomplish by doing something like this? It's very important that I protest because I'm Mexican-American. I have the I have the privilege, unfortunately, to use my voice rather than those people in those cages. They can't. They're not heard. So I'm here to do what they, what they need to say. I'm going to keep doing it. Like I already told everybody, I'm going to keep going until those people are released because these people come in here for a better opportunity. They don't have any voice though. They're just kind of like the shadows. You know, they work their really shitty jobs at picking fruit and all that stuff. And then what are they? They're just not heard. They're undocumented. So they're not a voice. And then I had crazy. I grabbed a lot of people. I they all united with me and we all decided to use our voice the louder that we are the stronger we are and a lot of people are already asking for it a lot of people want to utilize their voice 
specifically just because those people can't use theirs. Uh, I feel like protests are definitely personal. Um, I mean, especially for you, you organized one. So obviously you feel very strongly about this subject. But when mm-hmm. people go to protest, I feel like it definitely comes from within. I mean, there's obviously those people. And we saw this a lot when the protests were starting, especially in L.A., that you'd have the clout chasers, right? The people that wanted to go for mm-hmm. the picture and then dip out or they'd grab a picture and look like they were doing something and then just kind of not really care about the subject matter. So even those those do exist. A lot of us, I believe, uh, do take it very personal. We respect what a protest is and we want we want change. At the end of the day, that's really what you guys are doing. You guys are disrupting the status quo um, for some change, for some much needed change. Otherwise, people wouldn't pay attention, right? I mean, you have mm-hmm. things like uh, Breonna Taylor, who was shot at her own house, and now there's a law named after her. Of course, that's not the end. We do want more things uh, to come from that. But I believe that the protest is one of the things that pushed for that, you know, because they, they knew they weren't going to calm people by just saying, we'll figure it out right? Today, they were supposed to release the kids on July 17th, and they didn't. I feel like this is one of the things where protests come in, because it it just goes to show that if we don't keep people accountable, right, nothing's ever going to get done. If it just, it becomes a a trend rather than change, then people forget and people push it, right? It becomes another hashtag and, and it just gets forgotten. So why is it important to, especially in things like social media, why is it important to keep the conversation going, you think? Because like you just mentioned, they're just going to be forgotten. And personally, if my family was in those cages and everyone forgot, I think that's just really devastating. There's people that are helpless. And I just saw on Saturday that we have a huge community. We do. And they all are going to fight for the same thing. And that makes me feel so, that makes me feel so nice because like we're not affected, but we are in a way. We are mentally affected. We want those people out like they're supposed to be out today i know that they had the hope of being out they're like i'm gonna be with my family or they're gonna be out of those cages and then yet they're being delayed i'm like i knew this would happen though like they want to shut us up for a little bit and then it delays it keeps delaying it delays it delays no we need to keep having protests because that's the only way that we're heard now yeah, it definitely seems like, uh, and a lot of people say, like, well, why do you have to take it to the extreme? It's like, well, that's what that's what we have to do. I mean, this has been going on for years. The not the civil civil unrest, but I'm talking about the um, people being against the cages has been going on for years. People being against police brutality or whatever it may be, people have been arguing about it for years, and nothing ever gets done. It's we're we're shut behind red tape and bureaucracy, being told you know delay because of this or because of that, and then this will happen, and then that. And then nothing ever gets done, right? Or it'll be a compromise of some some way. And then instead of defunding the police, we get cameras, right? And it's like, well, that's not what we asked for. So a lot of people are taking to their social medias to to express how they feel. And I feel like, I feel proud of my generation for definitely speaking up and trying to do something about it. I just feel like now more than ever, we're definitely connected, right? You can get a, you can organize a protest like the one you did because of social media, because of the forms of communication that we have. But with that also comes like uh, performative activism. Do you have any thoughts on that? Or do you really not care as long as people stay informed? I definitely think people need to be out there. It's definitely what you said. I'm proud of this generation. They're very outspoken. This generation is badass. And 
we need to keep we need to keep it up we need to teach our kids to do it one day we need to keep it up because i know it's not just gonna stop nothing is just gonna stop it's just we need to keep bringing awareness you know um also i do want to bring up um the social media part i did happen to have george lopez post it as well oh wow we didn't have, yeah i know it was i was really shocked like Awesome. Um, I had a bunch of like lowrider clubs post it and then George Lopez saw it. So he posted it and then it, it's pretty cool because like George Lopez is, he's badass. And like, yeah. I, I've always seen him like ever since I was young, I was like, Oh, um, you know, George Lopez, he's funny. I even have his last name. So I'm like over oh, Lopez <laughs> family. And then he posted it and I'm just like, you know, it makes me feel like I, I thought nobody was going to come Honestly, I thought nobody was going to come and then like he posted. I'm like, maybe I might have like 10 people. I don't know. And then next, you know, I have like a thousand. So I'm like, oh shit, people actually do support, you know, like yeah. I'm nobody, I'm a nobody. I'm like there. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm just, I'm trying to just make my voice heard. That's it. And I think everyone else should too. We should keep the protests. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely special because it goes to show that, um, as you mentioned earlier, there is a community there, right? I mean, there's people that want to help. There, There's people that want a difference. And a lot of people I'm sure didn't show up because out of fear of COVID, which is something I'd like to point, I mean, go into. I feel like a lot of people are scared, but also feel guilty because they say, well, I have, you know, older people in my household, or maybe I myself am um, low, a high risk for something like COVID. And I feel bad that I can't go out to these protests. But I feel like there's more to it than just uh, marching, right? Sometimes, even though marching is very important, there's a lot of places um, that are able to be donated to, even just spreading awareness, something like, I mean, George Lopez wasn't at the protest, but the fact that he shared it, right, helped. So things yes, like that, that definitely, really yeah, I feel like things like that definitely go a long way. So the community even expands beyond the people that were there, right? Yeah, uh, people that share, people that donated. I had people donate waters. I had people donate money for the medical supplies. I had people just being very supportive, like, thank you so much for doing this. You know, even just a thank you is so nice. I was just like, really? Like, this is like, I'm not even expecting a thank you. I was just like, oh, well, I thank you for coming, you know, like, thank you for thanking me. It was just like, this is all out of, you know, kindness out of my heart. This is just me hurting because I feel like every single time I see this, I just end up hurting more and it's time. It's time for me to stand up, you know, like I'm done. I'm, I've had, I've had it already. Enough is enough. And, um, at the protest, actually, San Diego Unity decided to make an announcement, and it's pretty important. It actually ties into the kids in cages. Um, they will be closing down the Coronado Bridge on October 25th and camping out there. Oh. So this is going to be a major thing because last year, October 25th, they did, um, you know, they, they were aware that people are still in cages, and it's not, it's very inhumane. And they decide, you know what, we're just going to do it since they, they don't want to, they want to forget about those people. We're going to make them not. So they're going to be closing down the bridge October 25th. Just letting you guys know. Yeah, I feel like I will definitely be there. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that's definitely important because a lot of people aren't seeing as many crazy protests on their Twitter feed or Instagram or Facebook, whatever. But the fight's still going much like COVID. It's still here. Right. I mean, the, mm -hmm. it's still an issue. It's still a, something to be brought up. And I, I want people not to forget. So I'm glad that protests are still happening and not just happening, but being being successful. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, you were afraid that 10 people were going to show up. I wouldn't be surprised if someone yeah. tried to plan one and 10 people showed up, you know, because a lot of a lot of things that happen when sometimes we go to protest and we post something, 
someone will say, oh shit, I didn't know that was happening. Like if I knew I would have yeah. been there and it's like, well, where are we, where are we going wrong? Right? Like, I mean, we definitely have the tools to share the information. So what's, what's happening, what's being suppressed. But, but again, it's thanks to people like you that are keeping this fight going. And again, it's not a one person thing, right? I mean, it's, it's unity. It comes down to unity. It comes down to supporting other people's fights and then supporting ours. And it kind of goes a long way. So with that, tell me a little bit more of what happened when you guys linked up with uh, BLM. So it was really nice. I knew the leader that was doing it and I saw him. I was like, I'm blind, but I can see you. And he was right there in the front. And then he was like, we got you. We got you Latinx community. I would never let anything happen to you. And you know, it just made us feel like it was so powerful. It was so powerful to see BLM coming in with the Latinx community and we're fighting for kids in cages. And it's just, it was just so nice. Like, you know, as a, we do feel like it was, we were alone. It was a little group. I had a little, little group, but then a bunch came over and they ended up staying with us and they wanted to fight. You know, everyone was chanting, you know, more kids in cages. And it was just, it was so beautiful. Honestly, it was just, I wish I could go back in there and just like kind of look more, just yeah. stare. There was a point where I was just staring at the crowd. I was like, no, it was I, so nice. It was yeah. just like, I can't believe I did this. Like, that was so nice. Yeah, protests are definitely powerful moments because it, it takes something like that to realize that you really aren't alone. And that your thoughts, even though a lot of times, uh, whether it's news or family members make you feel like you're in the wrong or that you're doing mm -hmm. something wrong, it's seeing those groups that you're like, man, this is, this is amazing. I'm not alone. And, and it also goes to show that things can change, right? A lot yeah, of people like, say, like, yeah. it's too hard or why would anyone pay attention to that? But it's like, trust me, people care. People want a change. People want difference. Also, yeah, um, I learned that too because the day before, I had an art piece donated to me. It was, um, it's a huge Trump with like, he looks evil and he has a kid in a cage and it's, you know, it, it was really, it's a really powerful one. It's about seven feet tall. Mm -hmm. And then local artists from, artists from San Antonio gave it to me. Um, his name is Mazarte. He's amazing. I actually went to his house to go pick it up. And he showed me all the murals. And then he, we went to the border. And, you know, we were just kind of just talking about it because it's very emotional. It, the border intimidates me personally because I've been stopped by Border Patrol. And it was like one time I was like in Palm Avenue and I was eating on the street, like tacos. I'm just eating. And then they come up to me, shine the lights. Um, are you a U.S. citizen? I'm just like, uh, yeah. Like, what, why do I have to answer this? And then I got interrogated because I was like defensive. Obviously, like, yeah, I carry my passport because of that. Like, now I'm like yeah. really scared because people they I, this is that's happened to me more than once. Yeah. So I'm just like, just because I'm brown doesn't mean that I'm from. I'm directly straight from Mexico to deport my ass. No. And like, it just, it just shows a lot. And then we went to the border and this border, it was, that first border was easy to climb. I was like, I can climb that. Second one, I'm like, okay, maybe no. And there's three borders, okay, three borders. I'm like, why do you need three borders? That money could have been used for better purposes. And I'm just like, three borders, that's enough. That just shows how, that's, this is just ridiculous, honestly. And then there's still board, um, building. It's, it's just awful, honestly. Yeah, it's actually There's funny you bring that up. A lot of times, even statistically speaking, uh, the percentage of people that actually jump borders, per se, it's way lower than anything else. I mean, the border isn't even the issue if, if you're looking at things statistically as far as immigration. So, but I believe that much like uh, the statues that have been um, argued 
we've been arguing about, about Confederate um, leaders and things like that, I believe it comes down to symbolism, right? It's a symbol for yeah. hatred. It's a symbol for, for oppression. And they want it to show force without showing force, I feel like. It, it's, it's a form yeah, it to say is. we're better than you and we want mm-hmm. you out. Even though it's not going to do anything physically, it's the symbolism, I believe, that they're going after. Much like all the Confederate monuments were brought up, whether in the civil in the Jim Crow days or the sim- civil rights movements. Why? So that people can be intimidated and know that they're always going to be oppressed. And I feel like that's what it is at the end of the day. And you, like you mentioned it, that money could be going to so many other things. I mean, there's so much that can be helped too and much not, and not just people education. of color yeah no, not just, just education. people of color everyone oh, in general God. could be helped from that money and it's a shame that just because trump had a capricho he you know he's building a wall just to prove mm-hmm. someone wrong you know what i mean so it's a shame it is i i just think he's just full of hate and he hates mexicans he hates everyone that's not white and i honestly that's what annoys me. I was going to bring that up in my protest, but I'm actually really shy. I'm really like, if, I don't know if you were there, but I was just kind of like, um, hello, like, I don't look at me, but I'm pretty shy. And I didn't bring this up, but I was like, Trump hates, you know, Mexicans, not stuff, you know, he thinks that we're just immigrants, that we're drug dealers, that we're sex offenders, all that. And I'm like, that's everything that he is. I'm like, <laughs> like, you can't hate everything that you are. We're not even that people. And I just saw statistics in LA that more Latinx communities are actually being accepted to college now. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, now we're taking your job. <laughs> well, the thing <laughs> is that um, I feel like he definitely benefits from the fear mongering. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To say that to say that what Trump says doesn't affect people is ridiculous because you can see it in the streets. I mean, the, one of the many things people shout right after being completely racist is make America great again. It's like, how can oh, you yeah. say you're not aligned? I mean, you're supported by the KKK. Like, how can you say that your platform isn't racist, that your campaign isn't racist when you're being supported by the most racist people there is in the United States? But, I mean, again, that's a whole rabbit hole we can get into. But actually, it's kind of a good segue. A lot of people try to politicize just about anything. I mean, we see it now with masks. People think that by wearing masks, mm-hmm. we're sheep and we're weak or that we're obviously in the left. Why is it you think that it, it's bad that people think something like getting kids out of cages is political rather than confront well, the fact that it's just a human right? They always bring up Obama. Like, Obama did so much separation. I'm like, what is? what am I supposed to do now? I'm like, what do you want me to do? Go back in time and just change Obama? I don't know what you want me to do. Like, cause I got that a lot. Like, why? Like, this isn't even Trump's fault. This is Obama. And they're not even like, nobody actually has an illegitimate argument of why they don't want the kids in cages. Like, they're like, oh, well, they should have known what they're getting themselves into for coming in here illegally. I'm just like, you know what? You guys are all here illegally. I was like, this is our land. Like, I will fight for that shit. I don't care. Like, people are always like, why are they here illegally? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you guys were literally illegal. You guys are all illegal. This is all stolen land. I'm like, let me just get this straight. California was Mexico before. And it's just like, we, they just want a better life. I don't get why people don't get that. Like they're not here to just sit somewhere and expect all the money. No, they're here actually working. Look at all those street vendors. Look at farm workers. Do people actually want those jobs? No. And, you know, it's just, we should give them the opportunity. This is all stolen from us anyways, so. 
I don't see that's that's everyone's argument actually is that why did they know what they're doing when they came here illegally I'm just like a half of the time those kids think that they're from here they're from California so they've been here their entire lives and then they get deported to Mexico and it's super like what the hell am I doing here so yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that there's so much that goes into immigration. And, and unfortunately, you see that all, all over the world. I mean, Mexico is no um, innocent with it, right? Especially with people coming mm -hmm. from Latin America. We saw it a lot with the caravans and things like that. You notice that this isn't a white versus people of color issue. This is just an issue. A lot of people in TJ were also really upset about the caravan. And it goes to show that you know, this is a bigger problem than we think it is. It, it, for a lot of people, it's a problem. And it's not a problem until effect, it's in your backyard, pretty much. So, basically, yes. Yeah, so basically that. So a lot of people um, were angry because they're like, wow, really, are we going to have the caravan come through here and just stay here and everybody's dirty and everybody's this and everybody's that? And that just kind of broke my heart because it's like, guys, that's what you're complaining about Trump, man. Like, mm -hmm. that's, that's why we have to stick together and, and realize that the issues bigger you know whether it's classism racism or anything really there's just so much for people to grow and and that goes to another point i wanted to hit um i feel like a lot of people are now seeing that it is an issue um and maybe they even started this whole thing arguing against people like us but now they're thinking holy shit maybe you're right i feel like we have to give them an opportunity to grow right people have to be let an opportunity to try to be better try to be different and try to improve because we all do. At one point, if I thought the same way I thought about things 10 years ago, I definitely wouldn't be doing what I do now. Mm -hmm. um, so with that... Um, I'm definitely open for those people. I'm open for them. Like, if you want to grow, ask questions. I'm not offended. If you have a question that you think is stupid, it's not stupid. Ask me. I don't know. Some people just don't want to grow. And that's up to them. But I see now the majority is actually above trump and i hope we get his ass off the outfit yeah I mean, that's if any if anything that's a call to action to people who you know enforce their their right to vote this november it's just i feel like it's definitely important this is the one year i mean it's always been important voting is always an essential thing but this is the one year that if you really are upset make your voice heard go out register to vote make sure you know where your polling place is and if you and if you want to be even safer ask for a mail-in vote right i mean mm -hmm. That's the thing to do because even though, again, protests are definitely important, it's just a start to a bigger thing. I feel like legislation and voting and voting in even new city council members. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of people in our city council here in San Diego that don't agree with us. We have to know who yeah. those are and get them out. They, they go up for vote. They go up for vote in November as well. And people think like, well, as long as we, that's another thing. People think that as long as we get Trump out of office, we'll be fine. And it's like, well, that's, the fight doesn't end there, right? No mm -hmm. one said Biden was perfect. We have to hold him accountable to things that he keeps using for his platform, but also making sure, you know, we, see, we look for new problems saying, okay, now that we fixed this, what else can we look at, right? It's not about complaining. It's about trying to make things around us better. Yeah, definitely. What you said, not about complaining. We actually have to do it. Like we can't just sit around and just complain. We have to go out there, go out there and vote, go out there and protest, go out and just utilize your, your first amendment. I mean, just, I just think right now it's a, it's a perfect time and I, I'm going to keep doing it. Like I already had mentioned, I'm going to have another protest in Otay Mesa, um, in the detention facility center, mm -hmm. um, next month probably end of the month 
and this is organized all by myself again and i feel like i'm better that way so yeah i mean we all have our fight i feel like that's something that i it seems to be coming up a lot with the podcast uh everybody has their fight and as long as we're all doing our piece right whether it is being part of protests whether it's starting it or going out and doing it or sharing information or educating others whatever it is i feel like it's great that people find their find their thing within the cause and just do the best they can to help i mean anyone can help whether it's like you were doing like you were saying earlier you were handing out flyers hey hand out some flyers you know share something Mm -hmm. i mean a lot of people are struggling with money at the moment and a lot of people are afraid to go out there's other ways that people can help you know and and you can always stay more educated which i believe is uh i believe is super important that is very important educate yourself if you have a question ask someone you know just don't be ignorant about it and one thing i did like about the protest is that we did have street vendors and there's a video of us all marching and it was so nice because like um i'm originally from la so like that's super common you know like there's a street vendor in every corner and then there's like someone selling like elote tamales i remember waking up to a lady screaming tamales and i'm like i would run you know so it was like it kind of brought like that little comfort in me that we had street vendors there and there's a video that you know everyone's walking and the very end there's like a street vendor walking with us and it was like just it just like that's so nice because i'm like that's like my original home and then they're here you know like we see it here so definitely and especially it doesn't need to be done this needs to be done because we are a border city mm-hmm. so it's super important here super and i have people from arizona asking me if i can do a protest over there i'm like that's crazy you guys should yeah. get local people but probably no, but that's awesome <laughs> it goes to show that people care and people are definitely invested everywhere that's the thing a lot of people say well it's just there's nothing going on around me and it's like well then start it i mean you're a perfect mm-hmm. example of that this was your first one and it went great, right? I mean, it's just about wanting to do it, getting organized and asking for help. I feel like that's what it comes down to. Yeah, it really is. Um, I'm not a big person with asking for help, but I found myself asking for a lot of help. Yeah, that's <laughs> so cool. I'm like, I mean, you're supposed to, you're supposed to work together. You're supposed to work with the community, ask, you know, see what everybody wants and everything. And it actually went perfect. I was surprised. I just, we... It was perfect. Yeah, I was going to say that's a great surprise to have. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, it was perfect. On the theme of community, I, f- I mean, you you come from L.A., so obviously the sense of community is definitely strong, right? I mean, L.A. is not far removed from San Diego. They have their differences, I'm sure, and our carne asada fries are way better. But yep. that said, <laughs> um, I mean, the sense of community isn't different, right? I mean, we're all here for the same thing, and I feel like people keep forgetting that when they look at the rest of, of the country, especially in places where maybe the Latinx community isn't as big or the uh, African-American community isn't as big, we have to know that there's still some of us in those communities, right? And it's, it's, I feel like it's definitely responsible for us to reach out to them, make sure that they're okay and feel part of what's going on, right? Because I mean, if you go outside and all you see is white people and you say, holy crap, like I can't, I can't protest, like you're not getting lynched or something like, which is a real fear for a lot of people. Um, I feel like it's definitely important for them to know that they can be part of the community, even if there's thousands of miles away. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I just think starting your own protest just makes you just, you need to keep doing it, you know, in your own community as well. I mean, I would, I would don't mind going to Arizona, maybe one day. <laughs> thing is, it's just really hard because I have yeah. like a bunch of medics and it's just, 
yeah. it's bad. But also Arizona is a little bit more different in California. They're more like, exactly. it's scary over there. <laughs> I'm not even gonna, I don't want to touch it yet. Yeah, I was going to say they definitely have their own, uh, they have their own issues, which go mm-hmm. beyond me. But um, yeah, it's rough. But again, it, it just goes to show that people want to help, you know, people want to be involved. And again, co- with everything COVID, I completely agree that, uh, sorry, not agree, but I completely understand when people are afraid to go up to some of these um, open, even though they're open aired and people are wearing masks, it, people are afraid, you know, and that's completely understandable. But with that, mm-hmm. it just goes to show that there's an even bigger community, right, that is probably help, trying to help. Yeah, definitely. Because also I am high risk myself. I was just like, I was like super like, should I do it? Should I not? And then I had people hugging me and I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) I know. I was like, oh, shit. And then I would go to my friend and he would lice on me. And I'm like, I'm good, guys. I'm good. (laughs) So, you know, I was just like, I'm like, but, you know, I did get that. I'm like, I'm really scared myself to go to protest. But I was just like, you know, my heart's in it. I have to like, I'm going to do it because there's other people suffering more than what I Hollywood. So, I mean, yeah, we need to do it. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's because of the, um, that sense, like how personal it seems, right? Because it could be us. I mean, it could be us in those cages or like in your case, you could be mistaken by authority as someone that it's a risk. Right. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's scary. I mean, being, being assumed to be the worst that you can be, it's a scary feeling. And I feel like it's a pathological feeling within people of color or, you know, women, I'm sure, especially it's just feeling as a victim right off the bat or being considered um, being seen in a different light than you really are. It can be definitely scary. It could be, it could be yeah. a shitty situation to be in that you don't wish on anyone. So that's why I feel like a lot of these um, keeping kids out of cages or stopping police brutality feel so personal because at any given day, it could be us or it could be someone close to us. Mm-hmm, definitely, like, yeah. Like that's what it's all oppression. Have. Yeah, I feel like that's what people have to understand, you know, because they say, well, like, well, well, you don't even, you don't know those kids. And it's like, trust me, I do. You know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of do. And, and that's why it's personal. And you should care, too. That goes back to when people say, you know, all lives matter. And, and that's why when people bring that up, it's always directly against a Black Lives Matter comment and it's never in solidarity with actual humanity right if you think all lives matter then you agree that black lives matter and you agree that kids shouldn't go in cages it's really that simple all lives matter is so fucking stupid like (laughs) it's so stupid like i don't even argue with them anymore i'm just like whatever shut the fuck up (laughs) well that's another thing i feel like a lot of people are there just to argue right like i yeah they are i've experienced it a little bit in my comments and here and there well, you have people that are just looking to argue. So I'll sit there and I'll be like, listen, like, are you trying to learn or are you just trying to argue? Because like, we're not going to get anywhere, right? Like, I'm not going to waste my mm-hmm. fingers on you, like texting you just so you can not agree with anything I say. Because whether I bring up, you know, empathetic comments or I bring up statistics, you're not going to believe me. So what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> like, like yeah, why, so why are we even arguing? That, that happened to me too. Um, when I first started the march, like I posted it on my Facebook and then this like, Trump supporter commented on it because I'm like also in a Santee thing mm-hmm. and I asked the girl if she could buy if I could make a shirt for my protest yeah. and then um he lurked on my stuff and then he was like oh fuck your march and then he's like Trump 2020 I'm like what is you just made me lose all these brain cells like what is this <laughs> like what I'm not even gonna argue with you yeah, and I was like yeah. so I like deleted it 
And when he messages me and he's just like, fuck your March again. And then I was like, please get the fuck out my messages. He's like, no, you get out my messages. And then he was like, you're harassing me. I'm like, excuse me. I was like, I was like, okay, Karen, like I'm done. Like there's just no point in arguing with them yeah, at all. Don't, don't even argue yeah i definitely tell people like don't engage like what's the point that's what they want they want to gaslight you they want to make you upset they want you to stumble so that they can say that they won because they're they're just sad in their own way you know and they think that that makes a difference somehow what do they think they're going to get out of it you're going to see oh shit maybe it is all bullshit and then you're going to go vote trump like is that what they really think it's going to happen they think that yeah, really- it's supposed to be, i'm supposed to turn like kanye <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's a mess man and again i feel like people uh, people i i feel like the main issue is that people take politics so personal because when you attack someone's political beliefs or just beliefs in general they feel like you're attacking them directly you know instead of saying hey that's wrong because xyz they they probably hear hey that's dumb that's wrong and you're dumb you know, I feel like that's what yeah. happens. And I am honestly, I'm completely, um, I'm completely guilty to that. Cause that's happened to me before where someone tries to teach me something and I'm like, no, no, you're wrong. You know, we've yeah, all been there, but it's, a, <laughs> but it's about being, and able. you're dumb <laughs> and you're dumb. Yeah, exactly. Like, or that's my favorite when you argue with someone and they just call you like a liptard or like dumb. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's your argument. Like clearly yeah. I won because you're just, you're just refraining to offending me now, which I don't care. Like, say what you want, man. It's the internet. What are you <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I also had a lot of, you know, it's kind of crazy. I had a lot of backlash from the Latinx community about the protests. Oh, tell me about I that. a lot. I feel like I I, I'm not surprised, but I definitely want to hear about it. <sighs> I don't know. I, I had um, the Foods community post the flyer. I mean, not the flyer, the actual protest. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, um, well, she, you know, I got like, well, Obama did it first. Why? Where was she at when she was doing it? And I was like, I was a minor. Yeah. I was like, excuse me. Yeah. I was like, what do you want me to do? And you know, I had a bunch of people arguing with me, and it was a lot of Latinos. I was so, I was like, oh my god, I cannot. I'm not here to, I'm not here to, you know, make everyone happy. And you know, I still think what I did was amazing. So. What are, basically what I was like, what are you doing for the community? And they yeah. right there, they want to do nothing. They don't, they don't even talk. I'm just like, okay, well, there you go. Again, it's just people being sad. And, and, and it's, again, I feel like when people say like, well, white people are the problem. Like you really have to think about it, especially when it comes to like racism and apathy and just like conservatism, you know, Mexicans or Latinx people are very conservative you know very and, yes and if it wasn't for things like immigration a lot of times i i believe this is just a personal opinion i believe that a lot of uh latinx people mexican people um would be republicans you know oh yeah no i completely agree with you i mean what what we get in mexican city probably a lot of places too is that you know you can't be too dark if you're dark skin mexican then you're you're not pretty you know i got that a lot when i was like little because i'm like pretty pretty tan and um my grandma used to be like no get out the sun you're getting too much sun it's not pretty you know and then in high school i had like a friend she was like do you want to sit in the shade she's like you're kind of getting a little too dark i was like bitch i love my skin 
you know but you're lucky like, enough you that saying? you've you've learned to embrace it you know i feel like a lot of people people kids especially they grow up with that fear of being too dark you know and this is when predators like uh the beauty industry or you know chemicals and things like that that's when they win because they're like shit i am a problem my skin is a problem and i have to change it and that's so sad because brown mm -hmm. is so beautiful you know and i wish more people embraced it but you know, I'm not surprised when they don't, when they grow up the entire family with a shitty nickname like Negrito, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I get it. I mean, it's, it's you know, just embrace it. It's your people. It's, it's just your, you know, how back your family goes. It's beautiful in a way. It's just like, yeah. just embrace it. I've been like, I used to live in Guam. So in Guam, I was super like tan. Like, mm -hmm. I was like very, this is, I was the darkest I've ever been there. And when I came back to the States and everyone was looking at me like, what the hell? Like, you know, my family, like, what the hell happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're the same girl? Like, yeah. Yeah, are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, rough. I'm like, I'm it's rough because it's always the backhanded compliments. You know what I mean? Or mm -hmm. like just straight up bullying, which people just, oh, we're just, it's carrilla. Like, we're just trying to be funny. And it's mm -hmm. like, dude, like, I don't know. Like, that's, it's rough. And I mean, that's a whole different talk, you know, th that our community faces but i'm honestly like i said i'm not surprised that you were getting backlash and it's mm -hmm. it's sad to hear but i'm glad that despite it you you pushed forward and you and you did what you did and you're looking to do more that's great and i will say the backlash isn't over you know the bigger you know your numbers get as far as uh people showing up to your protest the more you're gonna get and i implore that you stay strong because it won't be easy but it's gonna be worth it you know it's about making your voice heard and making a change yeah definitely i'm not expecting it to be easy no more like i swear the first day i got that i took my protest out like you know the flyer someone was like peaceful you can't do a peaceful protest you have to name it non-violent and i was like um well he's like what are you trying to do peaceful or are you trying to do a protest i'm like both like i'm trying <laughs> to be a peaceful protest hello yeah. and then they were just talking crap to me and then this guy, he responded to, like, another flyer, like, San Diego protest had, like, posted. or It was one of those those pages that posted my flyer supporting. And he's just the same guy. He was like, oh, like, this is a really iffy protest. He's like, I don't agree with what she's saying, peaceful and all that stuff. She's just saying nonviolent. And then, like, the next day, he deleted the comments, like, after the protest. I was yeah. like, I saw you. I remember. <laughs> I was like, what, iffy, huh? I was like, iffy? <laughs> yeah but, again, but i was like super yeah. petty it was like i don't care yeah honestly you're gonna get those and it's just people not understanding what's going on you know they they just go off of whatever they hear in their own little bubble and they're like well you know so and so said it on facebook so it must be true and it's like come on man like be better <laughs> like i don't know what literally else do. <laughs> i don't even know what else to say like it's like man be better I, like a lot of these oh like issues gosh, that we're supporting yeah. you know they're just again they're just human um they're just human. They're just human rights, you know, mm -hmm. or humanitarian. And it's like, really, man, like you're arguing about the dumbest things. Like you, you're on the wrong side of history. I don't know. I don't know if people realize that. I mean, obviously they don't, otherwise they wouldn't be, but you know, in 10, 20 years, they're going to, they're, they're going to be the ones that are going to be put as the bad guy, you know? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, you look 10, 20 years behind, you know, 10 years to the people that were still doing blackface on, on tv and now they're paying for it you know what i mean or 20 years back when people when racism was obviously more obvious on tv and movies and things like that and people are like "Ooh, that was bad i mean we're we're looking to be better 
So they're just going to be the bad guys in this situation, you know, but they don't see that. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what we have to do for them to see it. But again, some of this is so ingrained in them that at this point, if they change their mind, they would have to admit that they were shitty before. So they mm-hmm, just kind of dig deeper and they're like, well, fuck it. I might as well just own it at this point. It's I think bad. that's what's going to happen. Like in 10 years, we're going to see like more of those people more exposed, mm-hmm. which is going to be good. I'm like, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm all for the Karens being exposed on uh, Me too. on Twitter. It's the it's probably my favorite threads. It's just like, and then you'll see like a week later when they're apologizing and they're crying like, oh, mm-hmm. it ruined my life. And it's like, <laughs> dude, all people did was record you being you. And mm-hmm, a lot of these perfect. people knew they were being recorded and they kept going. So obviously they were proud of it. They just didn't think it'd blow up. But yeah, That's my favorite thread. Like I always go into it and I'm reading the comments and like favoriting. <laughs> it's the best. It's like yeah. your favorite. Like, oh, even, call her employer? Okay, favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I even like the ones that like try to defend them because they're so ridiculous. They're just expressing mm-hmm. their opinion. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's a shitty opinion. It's racist. And I'm like, it's racist. And now they're paying for it. You know, they're getting fired. Mm-hmm. They're they have to be humiliated, having to apologize, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like, I'm glad I'm all for it. And accountability, I feel like it's definitely important. I mean, a lot of people talk shit on cancel culture, and there is a certain extent to it that I don't agree with. But I will say that accountability is completely up on par with me. You know, if you're being held mm-hmm. accountable for some shitty stuff you did, own it, bro. You were cool with it. Have to be sincere. Sincere. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. So, yeah, that's basically what it was. It doesn't need to be very sincere. I feel like people do change, so. Yeah, I'm, 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 all, for, I'm all for people that are, you know, again, like those people that did it 10 years ago, and now they're like, shit, like that was bad. You know, we thought it was okay, but obviously it wasn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, like you said, it has to be sincere, but nowadays it's, it's hard to tell, but still, you know, you can definitely tell a shitty apology from a good one. Um, but that said, you know, it's good to let people grow. But if you got to pay a price for a little bit, you know, own it, man. Really? Yeah, exactly. Own it. Yeah. But anyway, um, Gabriela, thank you so much for doing this. This was a lot of fun. I uh, Can you tell me a little bit more about uh, your future protests, if you'd like to shout it out for now? Um, so my next protest will definitely be next month. It's going to be O-Time Mesa Detention Facility. Mm-hmm. And I I don't have an exact date yet because I'm still planning. One of my medics, my main medic, is actually out on vacation, so he won't be back till next month. And I definitely need to go over there, scope it out. I need to do everything. So, um, are you? I mean, this is I don't have to add this to the podcast, but I was gonna say, um, when you say medic, what exactly are you looking for? Because I was gonna say I'm I'm an EMT and I have an abundance of EMTs looking to help if you need the support. That's exactly what I'm looking for. EMTs, anyone, RNs, yeah, well, anything. If you, I have a big collection of them uh, looking to help. We've you been, do? Yeah. So if okay, cool. you need anything, uh, we can either have a tent or, I mean, a lot of us carry backpacks with care packages. But if you're looking to mm-hmm. have a tent, we can do that as well. Just let me know. We have supplies. So whatever you need, just reach out. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think about a tent, but that might be good. Great. Well, if you need the help, um, hit me up mm-hmm. and we'll get something settled and we'll we're glad to help and you know just part of the cause and if we i mean we go to protest anyway so and if we can help we'll we'll help yeah because this one i think it might be a little bit it's a little bit more intimidating it's actually mm-hmm. at the detention center so um you know we're right in front of them you never know they could throw anything at us anything so i'm a little bit more intimidated about this one no but I, I completely agree. I, I could do it i could do it i know i can 
no, you can, you can, and you have all of your support. Um, trust me, people are going to turn up. It's going to be great. And even if it does get a little bit out of hand, it'll be managed. You know, it, it all comes down to just people knowing when to back out. You know, I feel like keeping people safe. It's the main, I believe it would be the main priority, right? Yes. Yes. yes, yes. That's very, that's my first priority. Yeah. All safety. Safety. Yeah. Yeah, well, Definitely. again, hit, hit us up. Hey, we'll uh, we'll get one started. It'll be great. It'll be a lot of um, it'd be really cool. Yeah, it'll be nice to have us all reunited, united, everything. Yeah, sure thing. All right. Well, where can we find you? Um, my at name is g dot on Instagram. On Twitter, it's g underscore u u n i t g u n i t. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much for doing this again, Gabriela, and uh, we can't wait to see you out there again. Thank you so much for having me. Sure thing. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye. Bye.